0: Hello and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are on season seven, episode 19, Sour Balls.
1: Okay, so quick note about this title.
0: First of all, it's awful sounding.
1: Second off, we have no idea what it's referring to. No, not a clue. We literally went on Durfee and pulled up the script of this episode of like control F both balls and sour. And it didn't pull anything.
0: I mean, maybe it's a kid-related thing. Like, it's, like, a candy? Or it's, like, a pot I don't know what it is.
1: I don't know. I I couldn't tell you.
0: Listeners, if you know why this episode is called this, or if you have a friend who used to write for Will and Grace, first of all, that friend is probably very mad at us. But second of all, have that friend give us a ring.
1: Hey... There was that one time that one of the writers actually, like, added us on Twitter.
0: That was super cool. That was super cool. And the cool. writer of this episode should, frankly, be very proud, so... It's a great spoiler episode. Alert. <laughs> it's just a weird title. Spoiler alert. Like, whoever wrote this episode, we didn't Google it because we're lazy, but you did a great job. Thumbs up.
1: Control after the whole script. Yes. Google who wrote it? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's do the episode description, and then we will talk about the episode.
1: Sounds great.
0: When Jack convinces Will that they need a change of scenery... They buy an apartment in an up-and-coming gay community. Does
1: it actually say apartment?
0: It does say apartment.
1: That's a really interesting plot, but there is another plot mm-hmm. that's also happening that we should talk about Yes, yeah, maybe so, first.
0: Uh, in this episode, we have Will and Jack on one side, and then Grace and Karen are the B-plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, the B-plot reintroduces us to Ellen. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> As listeners of the show may remember, Ellen is our least favorite of characters,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she's my least favorite or if Rob is my
0: least favorite. That's a good point. They're kind of, they're themselves last. a toss-up.
1: They're tied for last. So, um, for those of you who are going, why do these names tickle my brain? But I don't know what they are. Will and Grace have, like, some straight friends. Mm-hmm. They're a couple. They're Rob and Ellen. Right. We've seen them at various points in their lives as they were getting married, and now apparently they have three children. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we saw Ellen, she was pregnant with number one.
0: Yeah, Ellen's just cranking them out.
1: Yep. She's apparently cranked them out so hard, in fact, that both Will and Jack thought she was pregnant still, which is just
0: tasteless. I mean, she's had three kids in, what, four years? Like, statistically, they've probably seen her pregnant more than they've seen her not pregnant, like, at a certain level. Like, you just start to assume someone's pregnant all the time.
1: Still not nice.
0: Still not nice, but it was a bad shirt.
1: Yeah, so they were ra- Grace runs into Ellen when she's like going to get her tits looked at by a doctor or something. I don't know. I don't know. And then um, somehow Grace agrees to babysit her children.
0: It's kind of actually an interesting setup, although the show doesn't really do a lot of great things with it because. Like, the show is, like, finally starting to, like, engage with the fact that these are grown-ups who will have friends with children. Yeah. Um, although, when I say grown-ups, I mean people who are probably not that much older than us at this point.
1: They keep going back and forth on how old they are, though. Because there was an episode sure. in the last season that indicated that Will had already turned 38. Sure. So, isn't... It...
0: Like, I mean, God only knows how old these characters are. Because, as we know, they probably age down, like, a total of five years over the course of the original run. And then 11 years passed, but they somehow only aged five years again. Couldn't
1: tell you. I don't
0: know.
1: Couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you.
0: If anything, they should look older because Trump's America is a nightmare.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Maybe they're all timeless, like Karen, and because they're around her, mm. you don't, they don't notice it happening. Like Tuck
0: Everlasting, but yeah, with vodka.
1: but with vodka. <laughs> like anyone who's had a drink with Karen now can't die.
0: <laughs> that would be so awkward.
1: Yeah. Especially when she tried to have them killed.
0: She has drinks with a lot of awful people. Schmidtie? She clearly never had a drink with Rosario. Yeah. That was a mistake. Maybe Rosario didn't drink. Well, probably every time Terry gave her a drink, she just threw it in her face.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, so Grace is preparing to uh, babysit these children.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's really cute because she gets so excited.
1: Like, buys, like, a fuck ton of toys for what is supposed to be, like, a few hours of babysitting.
0: Yeah, don't really understand why the kids are, why she's not going to the kids' house since there's three of them, but whatever.
1: You know, some, I remember when I was little, sometimes they would drop us off out of babysitters. But primarily, if, because there were three of us, like, mm-hmm. it was like, babysitter comes to your place.
0: Well, and also, they live out in the country, I think. I think we've established mm-hmm. that Rob and Ellen have moved out of the city at this yes. point.
1: So, it is a little odd that they decided to wrangle all three of their children into the city of New York. But whatever. Babysitting, but whatever. We're not here to critique that. What we are here to critique is what happens next.
0: So, there's this weird bit where, because it's at Grace's apartment, like, she's got the entire apartment decked out, and Karen comes over. And, basically, Grace has to, there's a weird convoluted setup where Grace gets a call from a client. And the client's like, hey, can you come over and talk about stuff? And she's like, I can't, I'm babysitting. And then Karen's like, oh, well, why don't you go talk to the client and I'll babysit Ellen's kids. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, that's weird in and of itself.
1: That is very out of character for Karen to offer to interact with children. And the episode kind of, like,
0: really hits us over the head with that, in fact. I was just going to say it's weird to take over babysitting for someone else. Like, that's just not a normal Oh, also, yeah, that's also weird. Like, Karen and Ellen are not friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, if I were Ellen, I would personally be frustrated and perhaps amboozled and upset if I asked my one friend to babysit and then another friend right. of theirs.
0: It's not even like it's Grace offering to take over for Will or something. Like right. it, You can't even say like, it's like if you were babysitting for someone you knew but I didn't and I offered to babysit because we actually live in the same apartment. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were babysitting for a friend and then like a work coworker popped <laughs> by and was like, oh you go to this work thing I'll watch the kids even though I've never met them and the mom doesn't know me.
1: Yeah, that that's also weird. I'm thank you for pointing that particular weirdness out because I was just so thrown by Karen like wanting to do anything related yeah, to just, children there's I a was, lot of
0: weirdness to this episode. that I was
1: really lost. And so yeah, so that that happens and it's weird. Mm-hmm. And then Grace is like Karen, why would I have you babysit? You don't like kids, which right. is a documented fact. Right. Karen does not like children. She has two stepchildren. In literally
0: this episode, she forgets that she has a boy and a girl.
1: She thinks they're both girls. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. And we've seen like was it this season or last season where we no I think it was the season where her stepdaughter came for Christmas. Yes. Um. So like she eventually got there with her, but her stepdaughter is also now a teenager. Right. So that yeah. took a while. I mean,
0: and, Ellen's kids must all be under five.
1: Yeah, they're small children. And there's also a throwaway line about how Karen hired another person to be Karen
0: too. <laughs> For when the kids need hugs after a nightmare.
1: Yes. So, like, ultimately, Grace's critique is valid.
0: And it's not even really a critique. It's like a, "Uh, sure, yeah, you'll babysit for me. Okay. Yeah. But, like, it's weird that the episode, like, obviously for comedic purposes, it has to, like, land on the, this is hilarious, ha ha ha. But there's, like, a legitimate number of reasons why Grace wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, it's not, like, a slapstick reason. It's just, like, that would be, like, trying to hand your child to, like, a clown. Yeah. Like, don't do that. I mean, honestly,
0: if anything, I thought the episode was going to go with having Grace take Karen up on the offer, Mm -hmm. going and doing the job, and having Ellen be rightfully pissed off that her kids were left in the hands of a stranger. Like, Mm, that's
1: not logic, though.
0: Right, but that feels more in keeping with Grace's personality to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Like I could see Grace choosing her job over her friends because she's done it several times before.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: I find it hard to think of Karen choosing hanging out with kids over anything. Anything? Drinking alone?
1: This is, however, I would like to point out the episode with the iconic juice boxes line.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny. Yes, yeah,
1: so that's the moment in which Karen's like, I brought juice boxes, and then she holds up two boxes of wine.
0: It's repeated throughout the entire episode, too, which I thought was actually a very well utilized joke. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's a very gifable moment.
0: Uh-huh. So We've almost certainly used it as a gif before.
1: We've definitely used it as a gif before. So, you know, it's nice to see where it comes from. <laughs> Um, but then here's the here's the twist. So Karen is offended by by Grace's correct assumption that she doesn't like children, right? And she gets pissed. Then we learn first first Grace tries to apologize to Karen like a fart back. but
0: badly. She's like, like I'm really sorry, badly. I said
1: things near you that upset you, <laughs> essentially. And it's really bad. I've
0: given that apology before. You have. It does not go well.
1: It doesn't. Normally, I just get really mad and yell. <laughs> um, but then it kind of gets turned on its head a little, which is, I think, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Ellen comes by with some fucking DVD.
0: I thought the babysitting had already happened, so this was very confusing to me. I had also thought
1: the babysitting had already happened, so that was
0: because it was clearly several days later.
1: But apparently not. It was apparently that day. Sure. And she's like, oh, yeah, so just have Will pop this DVD on, like, when it's nap time or whatever. And Grace is like, oh, Will's going to be out of town, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just going to be me. And we learn that, spoiler, actually, Ellen doesn't trust Grace with her children. She only trusts Grace in conjunction with Will.
0: Which is so weird. Uh... It's, it's only weird because Ellen didn't ask Will. Ellen asked right. Grace.
1: I think that's the weirdness. If she had asked both of them, yeah. the assumption that it would definitely be the two of them is probably a fair one on most days. Sure. It would sort of be like inviting me somewhere and just assuming you were coming with.
0: Yeah, but you gotta, like, say that out loud. But that's
1: the thing. is, like, I'm the sort of person who'd be like, but is Matthew, like, explicitly right. invited? Or, like... So weird. It's also I'm not going unless he is. Right. Because, yeah. But so that was very weird. And then we sort of, like, Grace's... Grace upset, is upset, and but also it's sort. There's this moment when Karen is like, the irony is like delicious or something. What is she? Oh, I love it's delicious. Down. It must. It's so delicious. It must be fattening. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> which was um, which was a beautiful moment because it is. It, it's exactly what Grace said to Karen. Now being said to Grace. Well,
0: and the the one like I think that's a good thing about the episode's plot. Um. But it's weird because Karen kind of gets to have it both ways here. Like, she gets to relish in the, like, deliciousness of, like, watching someone who is mean to you have the exact same thing happen to them, but in reverse. Mm-hmm. But then at the immediate aftermath of that, like, before Ellen leaves, like, Karen just, like, gets up in her grill and is like, Hey, you, I'm a disaster, but Grace isn't.
1: Yeah, she's like, Grace would be great with your children and you're being a dick. Right. And, like, that's really sweet to see mm-hmm. Karen do that. But also, like, narratively, it feels a little like the show's trying to have it both ways.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's it's nice to see Karen standing up for Grace. Because
1: that's a rarity.
0: Because that's a rarity. But it's also weird that then there's never any moment where Grace is like, oh my god, like, I felt awful when that happened to me. I'm so sorry I did the same thing to you. She
1: does. No, she does actually apologize to oh, Karen later. Apparently it didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah but... I don't really
0: remember that happening. It just kind of...
1: No, it happens, but <laughs> it's it's a quick moment, and they don't really take a lot of
0: pause for it. Yeah, it's weird.
1: And also, I genuinely don't remember whether or not Grace ends up babysitting
0: for the kids. I think she does. I don't know. Because now you're saying that aloud, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you're right, because there's another scene with Karen and Grace, and I think Karen is apologized to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. with the implication that Grace did watch the kids. Yeah. But maybe not.
1: It was a weird resolution of that plotline.
0: I don't know. I want to, like, try to give the show props for, like, writing Karen with a little bit more nuance, but I wish it is being done a little tiny bit better.
1: Here's me briefly getting up on my soapbox about this. Every time the show tries to give nuance to Karen Walker, it always seems to be around her role as a maternal figure, and I'm kind of over it. Like... Y'all have established that she's not a mom. Sure. She doesn't have any biological children. She had two stepchildren that she had a very weird relationship with. Mm-hmm. Can we all please stop hammering in on this point? Like,
0: Well, and it, the ways in which her relationship with her stepchildren seems to work is when she's really not truly being that maternal. Yeah. Which is fine, because that's kind of how step-parenting works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I would just like, I, I would chal- like to challenge the show... I realize this is the show that's already happened. <laughs> right. And, that I and cannot, the clock is ticking. I cannot change it. And there is very little time for them to chant But, like, it would be nice to give Karen a nuancy plot that didn't have to do with, like, the expectations and performativity of motherhood that was put onto women. Like, she's not a maternal person, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, just give her something else to do. Ideally, I would prefer if that something else wasn't managing a baseball, baseball team because I don't care. Hey,
0: she got to do pastry chef last week. Yes, she See, did. She almost was in a throuple. Well, at that point, kind of a quadruple.
1: Well, I mean, on the revival, at least, there's now this like whole like plotline where she's being manipulated and abused. So that's Oh, different. yeah, that's
0: true. That's a good point. That's, See?
1: That's different. They did fun. listen
0: to you, Tess. They're you're like, responsible for this.
1: <laughs> they're like, you're right. You're right, Tess. We shouldn't make Karen <laughs> be a mom. Instead, let's make her into a victim of domestic violence.
0: And I'm like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Should have been more specific. All right. Let's talk about Will and Jack. Okay. Let's move on. This
1: plot line is, I I don't know if I this is like an episode I missed in my initial watch of the show back in the day, or if I had blocked this out because it was so weird, but delightful. But it's weird and delightful.
0: So, like, to jump ahead briefly before we go back. I genuinely thought that this plot line was going to be a complete train wreck. I'm pretty sure I actually paused it like the minute before the train wreck started happening in my mind to be like, I can't believe we're about to do this plot. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then I unpaused it and it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen it, on the show. It,
1: this is possibly one of the best one-off plots the show has ever done. Yes,
0: it really it genuinely is. So here's the setup. So Jack comes into the apartment because he, that's what he do. Mm -hmm. And he tells Will that they're going to get him a house. No, he's actually, he's more specific than that. He says, my aunt died and left me a bunch of money. And I'm going to buy a house in a happening new game neighborhood. And Will is so excited that Jack isn't going to spend his money that he offers to go out there with him. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, Jack is totally spending his money.
1: Yeah, he 100% spent, like, they had put together a contribution for, like, a share on Fire Island? Yeah,
0: that sounds like that.
1: Something, and so he bought the house with that money.
0: Sidebar: Has the show ever dared to go to Fire Island? Wow. Anyways, um, but it turns out great slash awful because Will is very excited by the house because it's a great house, and he's like, "I would love to be part of a happening new gay neighborhood." Yeah. Um. Spoiler alert: The happening new gay neighborhood is several states over in New Hampshire. It's, Not New York.
1: It's just the same... It's called Middleborough. And yeah. So Jack bought a house in the wrong Middleborough. Yeah.
0: So that's embarrassing. And
1: Will is understandably upset that mm-hmm. now he owns property.
0: In like central New York or something crazy like that. Like the vibe of the house is kind of like... I feel like the show actually took place in Pennsylvania, but it made me think of Boy Meets World. <laughs> it's like it's Boy Meets World. We're sort of in the city and the country at the same time. You know that Boy Meets World takes place in Philly, right? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe it gives. Yeah, but
1: you just said Pennsylvania, which is a much bigger area. Sure, I
0: didn't know where it was. I was it's, like, it's, oh, it's, it's in Pennsylvania. It's I think in Philly. Yeah, I don't know, but it kind of had that vibe where like it's sort of like urban, but also mm. it's like clearly the country. It's like
1: really realistically boy meets world actually takes place in like chester county or something probably actually
0: um but what is so marvelous about this strange little episode is that they're in this house and they realize oh shit this isn't a happening gay neighborhood and then all of a sudden a bunch of neighbors show up
1: who are lovingly referred to as townspeople yes
0: townspeople they come in in a weird way that, like, it's men on one side and women and children on the other. It felt very cultish. It was very weird. Um, and it kind of feels like the townspeople are about to go off because they're afraid of gays. Because they're just like, are you, are you homosexuals? Are you gay?
1: And they're like, no, no, I've never done the man.
0: <laughs> Jack is especially good at pretending not to be a homosexual.
1: Oh, yeah. Top ten.
0: Clearly, like, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I was convinced.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he refers to Will as his father which just
0: is mean Ah, <laughs> oh, yes my father and I have bought this house and Will's like really um, but what is so perfect about this episode once I am paused is that they're actually thrilled to have gays in their town uh-huh.
1: when like the when Will and Jack try and lie and say so they're not gays they're so disappointed because
0: they think that having gays will make their town the happening hotspot that Middleborough New Hampshire is becoming
1: Yes, because they're like, when gays move in, you get all these cute little shops and uh-huh. restaurants. and The
0: property values go the up. The property
1: values go up, and so they're, they're so then, you know, Will and, Will and Jack are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're gay. We're
0: totally gay. But, and then, like, at one point, like, the, one of the dads is problematically like, son, you're going to grow up to be gay and Native American to get into college. Yes. It's like, wow, that's a whole thing. <laughs>
1: this, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but this episode had, like, two throwaway lines that, like, a little bit tainted the beauty of this <laughs> plot to me. And they were both Will lines. Um, They were both in the Will and Jack plot. Uh-huh. The first one was like something about Karen makes a joke about whether or not gays can own property, and Will makes a joke about forty acres and oh yeah, and, and a mule, some mules, like uh, shoes, prada mules, prada yes. mules, and that was just wildly inappropriate. I see how they
0: a bunch of white people in the writers room thought that was funny. <laughs>
1: Like that was some racism. Let's just call it what yeah. it is. But Moving on. We can't do anything about well, yeah, it. yeah, it's
0: funny. They called shoes meals. Moving on.
1: Moving on. Um, but then there's also like gay and Native American, so you can go to college. Like, okay, the implication that like Native Americans are, first of all, getting a free education at all is not true. And second of all, that like you're going to Elizabeth Warren and claim to be Native American to go to college. Is... I don't
0: like that term, but let's move on. <laughs> point is. The point is that the. Me... These beautiful suburban residents are ready to play oppression Yu-Gi-Oh! And they want Jack and Will to be their blue-eyes white dragon.
1: Yes. They, and
0: bring all of the lovely shops to their town. They
1: want, they want Will and Jack's milkshake
0: to bring all the gays to the mm-hmm. earth. They think that Will and Jack have pieces of Exodia. And when they put all of the Exodia pieces together, then their town will be very popular and wealthy.
1: Okay. Have you gotten all the Yu-Gi-Oh! references out?
0: Probably not, but let's move
1: on. <laughs> I just mean, I'm the actual Yu-Gi-Oh fan here, and I'm just like...
0: I like Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Yeah, but not as much
0: as me. Yeah, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> Anyways, point being, yes, so they're very excited about the gays. They're like, yes. And then they begin this campaign of, like, aggressively trying to convince Will and Jack not to leave.
0: Right, because they know they're trying to leave now. Because mm-hmm. um, Will and Jack are like, oh, well, we're we're here, we're queer, but we're on our way out. Yeah, yeah. And it's so. I wrote down in my notes that it's like a funny Twilight Zone episode because it's so surreal. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing like creepy things, like they throw something through the window, and Jack's like, "Oh no, it's a brick." It was like worse. It's banana bread,
1: and there's a note, and they're like, "Enjoy the banana bread and the jam." And then the jam flies through the window, and, and Jack catches it.
0: And like later, like there's a marching band that like is walking by their house, and like to like they're playing. We it. are
1: family. Yes. <laughs> They keep trying to leave, but the marching band keeps going by, and, like, then all of the townspeople show up, and it's, like, not with torches, but with scented candles. With scented candles. Like, it's it's just, like,
0: it feels like the writer's room, like, wrote this plot where the townspeople hated them, and they were like, let's just do the reverse of this.
1: Really? It might be funny. And it was, they were right.
0: They were right. It was really funny. The
1: scented candles thing fucking broke me. <laughs> I was losing my shit the the marching band like coming through playing we are family not letting them leave what's the
0: thing that the kid says that the dad's like i'm so proud of you oh my
1: god when they're holding the scented candles the kid is like they make a lovely accent to any room (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like that a boy that's my college boy going to college with that gayness
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like so funny and so sad and i i i hope I hope that that small child was bisexual, at least. I hope so, So that here. he could embrace his college essay writing without being technically a liar.
1: Yes. Um, and then we also witnessed just, like, this very beautiful way in which Jack and Will escape. <laughs> which is, like, Will and Jack are like, look, you don't want us. We're lazy gays. <laughs> you need gays of a heartier style. You need
0: pioneer gays. They don't even make a lesbian joke here, which I think shows remarkable restraint for this show. You know what that is? But, and then Will's like, look, look what we did to the bathroom. I'll show you that you could do this yourself. And he's, like, talking them through the renovations, and he takes the whole town into the bathroom. Which, this bathroom must be insane, because, like, they go in, and it's like a clown car.
1: I'm especially impressed with that, because you know damn well that's the half bath they were talking about.
0: And then, like, they're all inside, and Will, like, slams the door shut. And they just, like, like, run. (laughs) like the weirdest ending and there's no follow up. That's just the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I love it because like this show has a weird tendency to to either carry plots on until mm-hmm. they are like beaten to death and they're so bloody and ugly or there are no consequences to your action and they completely drop it but it's inappropriate to do so because it's like something that's still lingering. And this
0: is like an episode where it's actually funny that there are going to be no consequences. Like, they're huh? clearly just going to leave this town. They're going to flip this house. And, like, it's not like How I Met Your Mother where, like, they buy the house and it's, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, lingering in the back of the show for the rest of the... Like, no. This is a one-off episode. Will and Jack accidentally moved to the suburbs. They escaped. And they are never going to talk about it again. And that's hilarious. It's
1: so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. I would die if I was ever welcomed with a very friendly mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so great. Enjoy the banana bread and the jam. Enjoy the banana bread and the jam. All right. I think that's all we have for this week. Huh? Tess, uh, why don't you tell people where they can contact us if they have a cute town that they would like us to be Pioneer Gates for?
1: We are not terribly Pioneer Gates. No, we're
0: also Lazy Gays, but I mean, they can try.
1: Make a try. All right. So if you want to make a pitch for us to be lazy gays in your town, you can find us primarily on our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show, but we also have a Facebook and a Tumblr and an email address, which is podcasts at gmail.com. Um, if you're listening to this episode, good job. You figured out where you can listen to us, but maybe you want to tell a friend. Maybe you know a friend who needs some lazy gays to come mm-hmm. to their town. So you can tell them that they can find us on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts.
0: All right. Thank you so much for listening to us this week, guys. Um, we are sorry that we're not coming to your town. We do not have the budget for a Not A Couple tour.
1: Wouldn't that be cool? Though? That would be
0: kind of fun. Uh, but we're not going to do that, sorry. No, so that you'll just like... have to keep listening to more episodes of Will and Grace with us. Yeah. All right, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben, Not A Couple. Bye bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one. Hi, Liza. This episode of Not a Couple is brought to you by the welcoming community of Millgrove. Come and stay forever. Please stay forever, gays. Don't <laughs> leave.